listening to your inner voice, that inner voice that tells you a lot of different things. That's what we're talking about today with Jeff Davidson. How do we listen to our inner voice? What are we talking about today? With so many options for getting things done, so much news, so many choices bombarding us and our over-information society, we often waste time analyzing decisions when our intuition or inner voice can usually pinpoint the most effective and useful choice. If you think about it, the most efficient decisions made often are the decisions that are made the quickest. I mean, it's true. The fastest way to make decisions involves using your instincts or intuition. You're already pretty good at this if for no other, no other reason than you've come this far in life. In other words, everything you've done up to this point, hey, you made decisions, wasn't always great, wasn't always fantastic, but hey, you're here, most of the time it was okay, most of the time you fared well, and you'll fare well in the future. This inner voice that you're talking about, I mean, I, I find myself talking to myself out loud sometimes, saying what that inner voice is saying, and then doubts creep in, even when I've been successful in certain areas. Uh, things discouraging, that inner voice can be discouraging or encouraging. Is there a way to control it, channel it, help us, help it do better for us? Yeah, doubt. Doubt is uh, <laughs> the mother of obstacles if we're on the path to following our inner voice and our inner wisdom. A man by the name of Shad, S-H-A-D, Helmstetter, like it sounds, Helmstetter, wrote a book years ago or an article, I can't remember which was which, but the title was captivating and is still highly valid to this day. What he said was, be careful when you talk to yourself. Mm. Be careful when you speak and only you are listening. Be careful about your thoughts because they will lead you in the direction that you allow them to lead you. And so he started to create what he called affirmations. And in fact, he suggested that using your own recorder, and today all of our phones are recorders, you could begin to record a series of affirmations and then time it so that after you record the affirmation, you leave a few seconds so you can repeat it out loud or in your mind and then you go on to the next affirmation on your recording with another moment of silence so you can repeat it. And in this way, you could have 10 or 15 affirmations that you listen to daily, perhaps each morning. It only takes about, oh, not even five minutes. If you say, for example, I, John, choose to be energetic and productive today, and you record that, and you leave enough time after you hear the recording to repeat it in your own mind or even out loud if you happen to be alone, before you go on to affirmation number two, in a like manner, you can finish 10 or 15 of these in relatively short order and redirect your thinking 
to stay on this upward and positive trajectory. Now he goes on further. He and his wife, apparently they had one of these uh, large walk-in bathrooms and walk-in closets off of their you know, large bedroom and it was a double sink bathroom. So while he's shaving, she's brushing her teeth and whatever, he's listening to his affirmations that he recorded and his wife picks up on it and after a couple weeks she is achieving all of these items <laughs> that she thought were out of reach because she was glomming on to his affirmations. It was the strangest thing. You'd think it would have to be in her voice but it wasn't. Mm. It wasn't in her voice and she still benefited. That told him that was proof positive that an affirmation in anybody's voice might have value, but particularly in your own voice, we know it has great value. How do we integrate this naturally into our, our life and our relationships? You, where do we put these yeah, affirmations? You, yeah, you pick, okay, it's pretty easy to identify what's, what's going wrong or, or what's, maybe that's too strong a term. Pretty easy to identify areas in which we would like to have a more positive outcome. Pretty easy to identify that. You know, our kid's not doing well in school or we're, we're increasingly arguing with our spouse or we're getting overlooked at work or any one of a dozen other things. Pretty easy to identify those. In fact, those events, those perceptions pretty much rule our day, our week, our year, and our career, if you think about it. Agreed. We tend to quickly pass over the successes and dwell on what's not going so well. So when we identify the roster, let's say we pick the 10 things, I hope it's not 10, but let's say we pick the 10 things that aren't going so well. That gives us the cues and clues as to where we need to create the affirmations. Now, you don't necessarily have to use affirmations, and some people don't even believe in it, don't, don't think it's a good process. We're talking about listening to your inner voice. If you identified 10 areas where you'd like a better outcome, whether you use an affirmation or not, if you will focus on what outcome you would like to have for each of those 10, or more pointedly, if you just pick one, the one major thing in your way right now, and continue to focus on what outcome you would like to have, you will increase the probability of moving towards it. So what else could you use if you don't want to record your voice or write these down? Visualization. Visualize yourself winning the 100-yard dash, breaking the tape before everybody else. Visualize yourself winning the trip to Hawaii because you sold the most in the last quarter. Visualize yourself fitting back into those pants you bought a couple years ago and the waist was way too small because you overate. <laughs> Visualizing getting back into those pants and so forth. You can visualize anything that represents 
an obstacle or an outcome that's not quite to your liking and instead see yourself succeeding. We can all do this. It takes a little mental discipline, but it's well within our grasp. How do you incorporate someone else into this? You talked a little bit about this like with a spouse. Whether you have a close business partner, someone you have to work around every day, and you need, it's almost like you want them to pick up on these affirmations because it will help create that vision. Is it a vision board? What are a couple of things that you can have close connections reiterate or, or reverb this kind of stuff so that you can focus? Will they pick up on it just because you're doing it? Some people don't want to share their affirmations or their visions for obvious reasons. It's highly personal. They might feel as if they've been betrayed if somebody else finds out about them or feel embarrassed or feel embarrassed if they don't reach them and so on. However, each of the things that you want to achieve or each of the paths that you want to take let's say as a result of listening to your inner voice, however you listen, could be converted to a goal statement. Mm. And if you want to share your goal statement with others, which is your right, your opportunity, that person doesn't need to know the etymology of how you got to that goal statement. They don't need to know, well, you know, I was feeling a lack of something and I listened to my inner voice. My inner voice said I need to be more positive and uh, create these kind of affirmations or have this kind of visualization. And what it really boils down to is this is the goal that I want to achieve. And then you share that goal with somebody else. They don't have to know all the claptrap that came before it. They only have to know where you're heading. But it's important for you to get that self-dialogue, that inner voice, moving in the direction where you need to break down this problem or go at that goal. It, it, absolutely, because if we don't, we're just, we're just skipping, skipping through the, the lilacs, if you will, and not really <laughs> addressing the fundamental issues, the things that are bugging us, the things that are holding us back, the things that are making us feel less than alive, the things that make us feel as if we're never going to get to where we want to be. And, you know, a lot of people go through their whole lives like that. They'll, they'll switch on the TV, they'll, pu they'll put the, the headphones on, they'll listen to music, they'll do anything to deflect the emotional pain in their lives. Hmm. The, the pain of not achieving, the pain of not having, the pain of being overlooked. When I say pain, I don't mean, you know, physical hurt, and I don't mean a deep emotional pain necessarily, it could be, but they'll do anything other than confront what they really want. And so when you slow down and you listen to your inner voice and you're honest with yourself, you've taken the first steps of actually getting to where you one day want to be. What, in training our inner voice, what are some of the affirmations that we might hear ourselves say that could work? Maybe a couple that have worked for you or that are working for you. What do these things sound like that might reorient that inner voice to, to speak the things we want instead of what we don't want? I, Jeff Davidson, choose to be open to new possibilities. I, John O'Connor, choose to have a strong, healthy heart. I, whomever 
choose to be a more effective team member. In other words, look at what's not exactly the way you'd like to have it and create the statement that represents the opposite. What would it take for me to be a better team leader? I choose to be a better team leader. I choose to be more effective each day because I will, and you don't want to make any affirmation too long because it starts to confuse your subconscious, but I will read so much or I will attend this or I will listen or I will whatever. So you look at what you want to get to and you create the statement, the vision, if you will, that represents the antithesis of where you are. Now, just merely making a statement in and of itself is not going to take you any place. Refer <laughs> back to the session that you and I did on goals. You then want to turn that into a goal, and of course, with a goal, you want to have it be challenging but reachable. You want it to be quantified, and you want to write it down someplace. So the opportunities before each of us, every single person on the street that passes you by has a variety of things that are not going the way they'd like them to go. And if they listen to their inner voice, collect them all and determine what would be the statement, the opportunity, the place where they'd like to get to, they can do this. This is all reachable for everybody. This is powerful because I believe it can get you out of a rut that you're in. And would you break down just for a moment as we start to wrap up, choose to, the word choice, the idea of choice in this. That's so powerful. Yes. Uh, Robert Fritz in his book, The Path of Least Resistance, said that choosing is probably the number one tool of humanity for bringing their life from point A to point B. Actively choosing, not passively letting it happen. Actively choosing, consciously choosing. I choose to whatever. And you can add, there's some words you can add that will enhance your ability to get to where you want to be. I choose to easily, you can drop in the word easily, I choose to frequently, in other words, it's something I need to do on a regular basis. I choose to graciously, mm. and so on. So choose your modifier, if you will, mm -hmm. to enhance the overall choice you're about to make. Now, you can make a variety of choices related to career, to success, to health, to relationships, to finances. You name the area in which you're feeling a deficit. Listen to that voice. Figure out where you want to be. Create the affirmation. Attach a goal to the affirmation. Don't take on too many at once. That's important. Mm -hmm. You have you know, six, eight, ten of these going at the same time. You're not giving quite the same focus to each of them. A handful at a time, you'll know what's comfortable. And as some of them start to appear, 
you're getting closer and closer to some of their goals, you can add another one or two. All right? So I was, I was stuck at 195 pounds for, oh my goodness, I'm going to say it was God had to be three or four years. I couldn't fit into anything, and I refused to buy new pants. I said, no, I'm fitting in the ones I already have. And all of a sudden, I said, all right, what would get, I listened to my voice, all right, what would get me there? And for me, it was a vision. Hmm. I saw myself going to the closet, unhooking a pair of pants that I hadn't worn in years, putting them on, zipping up the zipper, buttoning the button, and still having a little slack left over. I saw myself fitting into pants easily, and that changed everything. But those, those, that reorienting of that inner voice brought you to some actions that you hadn't taken in years. Exactly. So it can do that. I, I hadn't taken the actions in years. It was just easier to just you know, feed my face, self-gratification. There's 5,000 reasons why you can have that chocolate pie at night, okay? There's 10,000 reasons why you can eat whatever you want. I agree with wherever that, you actually. Want. How many reasons <laughs> are there to get back in those pants? Maybe just one. Hmm. Maybe it's vanity. You know, I want to look good in these pants. Maybe it's health. Maybe it's uh, stinginess. I don't want to buy new pants. Why, why should I go spend money when I already have pants that are right there in the closet? All I need to do is be able to fit into them. They're still in style. We can influence, at least influence, if not train our inner voice. We can and, and take on problems and situations in our life and help ourselves with some of these ideas and some of these tools today. Wrap it up. Jeff Davidson, great, great stuff. In this era of information and communication, where it's so easy to switch on the TV, log on to the computer, check our cell phone for who's texted us lately, the act of staying away from electronics for a couple minutes here and there throughout the day is a big deal for a lot of people. But you need to do that if you're going to listen to that inner voice, because your inner voice cannot compete with you know, what's on TV and what's on the screen and the latest news. You need quiet in order to get to this place. And once you get the quiet, great things can happen. Well, we will end on that moment of quiet and peace. Thank you, Jeff Davidson, listening to your inner voice.